0: How's it
1: going? Welcome to Badass Women in History. My name is Karis. This is Kaylee again. And uh, this is Badass Women in in History. (laughs) Uh, Our episode today, of course, is brought to you uh, by Mindful Practice. So Badass Women in History is super excited to announce a really cool new partnership with Andy Hansen, an esthetician local to Duluth, Minnesota, who provides vegan, non-toxic, cruelty-free, all-natural beauty surfaces like eyelash extensions and waxing now as well. Uh, Andy takes clients by appointment only and can be reached at 218-461-7792, and she takes waxing clients at her location at the Color Lounge uh, in Duluth. In addition to those services, she has her own small business called Mindful Practice. With Mindful Practice, Andy researches new green beauty products, helps other companies build their internet presence, and does collaborations and trades to reach her goal of bringing uh, awareness to the beauty world. Through Mindful Practice, Andy partners and collaborates with another green beauty specialist and esthetician called Andrea. Andrea owns the Organic Escape Skin Studio in Carlsbad, California. Together, these women have come up with an online green beauty store and blog where they're constantly researching and trying new brands to have their best possible ingredients on their cyber shelves. Shop their online store and read more about the best ways to practice green beauty at theorganicescape.com. We're really stoked to promote all of these amazing women-run small businesses because self-care is something that is really crucial for self-preservation. So if your methods of self-care are along the lines of beauty treatments and products, please treat yourself. Uh, if you book a service with Andy and mention this podcast, Badass Women in History, you'll receive 10% off your first service with her. In addition, use the promo code MINDFUL to get a uh, deluxe skincare sample with uh, any purchase from the organicescape.com. Find more on these businesses and badass women by following their social media accounts. On Instagram, they are at mindful practice underscore and at organic escape skin studio. I actually just got my eyelashes filled by Andy this morning. I've had eyelash extensions for uh, over a month now. I'm super loving them. How would you say my lashes look right now?
0: Ooh, <laughs> she looks so good. <laughs> Amazing, the beautiful. Juice. The like that video of Oprah when Oprah is like, <laughs> she is wonderful, magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, those eyelashes are beautiful. How do you like my newly waxed eyebrows and uh, tinted eyebrow hair? They look
1: amazing. Your brows, as the kids say, they <laughs> fleek. <laughs> do the kids still say oh. that? we've also been using some skincare from the and my skin's still really really loving everything that i'm using i think we both have products from eminence yep
0: yes uh, eminence eminence eminence
1: oh gosh but um (laughs) yeah uh we're super loving these uh companies so definitely definitely check them out um Definitely contact Andy if you're in the Duluth area or even in, in the Minnesota area. Um, but yeah, okay, yes, do
0: it. Andy rocks. Andy rocks. She's wonderful. She's right. a good. She's a good conversationalist when you're getting your <laughs> face fixed. She is. I don't even have to like draw in my eyebrows whenever I have them tinted with her. It's so you
1: just big. wake up and I you're like, oh, I have go. brows. I just wake
0: <laughs> up and go. You probably just. I mean, you probably just wake up and you're like. Have eyelashes?
1: Let's go. I love because I I rarely wear makeup this semester because of working and stuff like that. But it is nice to like not wear makeup, but like
0: always look always like you put mascara always on. yeah
1: like always just look like naturally like really fresh and ha- like I have mascara on
0: so fresh and so fly
1: and I don't get like raccoon eyes from my mascara at the end of the day either because it's just it's just my lashes. Amazing. Yes, it's
0: wonderful. Yeah. All right, let's go into current events, which a lot of stuff has happened, and I really don't want to talk about all of the sexual harassment stuff, because I feel like every single episode we've done lately is about sexual harassment, because, like, it's just kind of, like, becoming like a...
1: Yeah. and A whirlwind. Which is good that people are coming out with stuff. It's really good that people are feeling confident to speak out about their abuse, but... It is also just very, very negative in nature, obviously. So, instead of talking about that, we do want to bring up one really fucking badass thing that
0: happened. I have a couple of good things about the elections that
1: happened. Which, this week. if you went out to vote, fuck yeah, I voted. I voted. I, I was. I did my research. I did my voting. I
0: did. I did um,
1: too. All, all, all elections matter, y'all. Even if we're not voting for the president.
0: You gotta fix shit on that local level, too. Yeah. Nobody's finally gonna fix their infrastructure. It's about
1: time. Got
0: that 0.5% tax increase. I'm here for it. Fix my road. <laughs> because I hear cars driving on my road based off of this. <laughs> fix that shit, even though I'm moving. Oh, gosh. Anyways, so one of the really cool things. Well, actually, there's a couple in terms of, like, uh, trans people being elected to office. So, um... Uh, a trans woman named Danica Rome. She was elected as the first um, uh, person oh. to be elected. Openly in, transgender. Openly transgender person elected to the U.S. State House. Um, because, so there is a person that was um, trans elected to office, um, and her name was Althea Garrison. But she was actually outed and it, she like... That's
1: fucking sucks. Yeah, it's
0: really sad. If you want to learn more about her, her name's Althea Garrison. Um, there's some really kind of uh, tragic, heartbreaking articles about um, some of the things that happened to Althea Garrison. She was the first trans uh, person to be elected into office, but she was not open and she was consequently outed and serve one term. Um moving on to Danica Rome though, she actually um <laughs> she like embodies like what Robert G. Marshall, the person who like she beat, like fought against in that oh super my super he... dumb. Because like he was the one who introduced the bathroom bill. Oh god, I hate, him. Now, I hate like, him so much. <laughs> Danica Rome literally like be replaced Danica.
1: him she took his seat like he out
0: mm-hmm. like
1: that's uh amazing
0: Marshall would like he wouldn't debate Danica and he would refer to her with male pronouns <gasps> oh my God mm-hmm. I hate him but yeah yeah it's it's really 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 shitty that he would act like that and Danica is gonna do some ass things. Um,
1: so, yes. guys, local election, local elections fucking matter, man.
0: Yes, there were even some elections, like, that were so close. Literally, like, 69 60, I saw that. the deciding factor.
1: So, next so, time you think that your vote doesn't matter,
0: it fucking fix, does. You gotta fix shit on the local level and the mayoral level and, yeah, you really do. Get out and vote. I know everybody always says, like, I haven't done enough research. I hate that bullshit.
1: It's so, it's literally so easy to Google. It's so easy.
0: I did it instead of paying attention in my physics lecture on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very important. You gotta do stuff to improve your city. Um, and also, another current event along um, the similar line is that um, another transgender woman was elected to public office. Her name's Andrea Jenkins. And um, she is the first openly transgender black woman elected to public office in the United States. She's been elected to the Minneapolis City Council. Hell
1: yeah, Minneapolis. hmm
0: Yep. Um, Jenkins stated that she believes that her and Annika Rome's victories are proof of many of the nation's communities Proof that many of the nation's communities won't succumb to hatred, bigotry, or transphobia. They're willing to fight for social justice and equality for all minority groups. She says transgender people have been here forever, and black transgender people have been here forever. I'm really proud to achieve this status, and I look forward to more trans people joining me in elected office and all other kinds of leadership roles in our society. Jenkins won about 73% of the vote. Wow. Whoa. Yes, amazing. I am loving this. Like, There were so many funny memes about like like election day 2016 versus election day 2017. And then uh, there was another set of memes and it was like day after election day 2016. Day after election day 2017 where like um, the election day 2016 ones are like, the day of the election, you're, like, feeling good, and it's always, like, a meme of, like, a really, like, a famous person in Hollywood, like, looking beautiful and fresh. Yeah. And then, like, the day after election day 2017, it's always them, like, playing the character where they're, like, in the dirt and, like, dying or something. <laughs> and so then the other ones where it's, like, elect- like, day after election day 2017 versus 2016 are reversed. It's pretty cool. But, um, but we made some good gains and, uh, the local elections this year and good shit it is it really makes you feel hopeful <laughs> it really does make you feel hopeful all right well we'll be right back
1: uh with our badass woman for the week
0: yeah do you want to go first or me
1: um you can go first okay Yeah. I don't think you ever go first, because you normally have something sad to say.
0: Oh, Christ. No, I'm happy today. I am. I am. Okay! I just saw your Snapchat at me. Okay, go ahead. Well, so, there's a lot going on with this badass woman that I am, um, going to be talking about today. Okay. And... You might not know who she is, but I'll explain it to you in case you don't... Me specifically? Why? Yeah, like, I don't know if anybody's gonna know who she is. Um, Her name is... Beyonce? Okay,
1: bye. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yes, my badass woman of this episode is... Beyonce knowles! Um Beyonce, if you don't know who she is, I am I have say this because Karis and I were playing Friendo yesterday. <laughs> and on a list of like Nicki Minaj, Selena Gomez, okay, I don't wanna,
2: Beyonce you need to and let me Taylor. Swift, myself.
0: You didn't vote Beyonce as the best, as your favorite. Okay. On the list. Let's preface this. And I have selected Beyonce and then. You chose Selena Gomez Okay
1: let's preface this So the question I took Specifically as Whose music there. do you prefer Now I almost did Nicki But This
0: and is one is for the voice of the movement system tap Anyway
1: yeah. um, I, I don't know I, Right now Selena's music is something That I can listen to like in the background And it's kind of like vibey That's why I chose it. I respect Beyonce so fucking much. I think she's amazing. Her music is just not my style. I don't love her music.
0: Don't you ever get angry? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I'm so it's just not my thing. I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so... But I think she's a badass woman, so, hell yeah,
0: let's go. St. Giselle Knowles Carter was born September 4th in 1981. She's a singer, songwriter, dancer, and actress, and was born in Houston, Texas. Um, I don't... I feel, like, weird being like, you probably know her from this. Like, <laughs> you probably know her from... Everything. Everything. <laughs> she um she just announced that she is going to voice Nala. Um, I am really excited about that movie. Which is gonna come out July nineteenth, twenty nineteen. Um okay. Well, so Beyonce started out, um I feel weird saying like she started out in Destiny's Child. She didn't just like start out in Destiny's Child. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> she was just always very interested in song and dance. Um, she was always able to hit the high-pitched notes. She won the school talent show at age 7, singing John Lennon's Imagine, where she beat, like, 15 and 16-year-olds. Um, she would perform in the school's choir. She attended the high school for the performing arts, um, and she was in the church choir, Um, so she was very, like, involved with music and dance and entertaining ever since she was a child. When she was eight, um, so she's been friends with Kelly Rowland, who was in Destiny's Child, with her since she was just a a wee little, a wee little munchkin. Um, Kelly Rowland and Beyonce and then another girl named Latavia Robertson. Ended up going on Star Search, was, was which was, like, the largest talent show on national TV at the time. Um, they played in a, they were singing a little act called Girl's Time, but with a Y. Um, mm-hmm. But people, like, still, like, play her videos and stuff. And a lot of other, like, now really famous people have been on Star Search. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, Justin Timberlake and, like, Ryan Gosling. Were they on Star
1: Search? I thought they were just in Mickey Mouse Club.
0: Oh, maybe you're right. Was Beyonce on Mickey Mouse Club? I don't think so, no. I'll just double check. <laughs> nope, Justin Timberlake. Oh, okay. Um, Destiny's Child, So Girls Time, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Alanis Morissette.
2: It's not it a little...
0: That's a fucking jam. I love Alanis Morissette. Um, okay. So, then they got a contract with in 1996. They got a contract with Columbia Records. Obviously, a lot of stuff happened in between this period of time. But 1996, and she was born in 81, so she was 15. 15. Wow! And the contract. You're stepping on my foot. Um, so she got, she was 15 when she got a contract with Columbia. Well, I shouldn't say she did, like. Destiny's Child. Did, yeah. Okay. Um, so then the group changed their name to Destiny's Child from Girl Time in 96. Um. They're um their, like most debut song was called Killing Time and it was on the soundtrack to Men in Black. It's probably good that they changed their name from Girl's Time if they were going to make a song called Killing Time. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um they're also they like have one um, Grammys and they're multi-platinum with song platinum. Platinum like <laughs> songs like say my name which is a fucking jam. Um yeah, so then uh, then people have come and go and uh were play were replaced by Michelle Williams and so um Basically there is a little bit of group turnover with Destiny's Child and you can actually like see the old pictures. It's pretty pretty funny. I never knew that it was more than just Michelle and Kelly and Beyonce, but then obvious there was like some turnover. So That's so weird. Beyonce, Kelly Rowland and Michelle Williams. And if you watch the Super Bowl performance, when was that? Two years ago, they did Bootylicious together. Oh, did they? Yes. That's so the only
1: thing I don't care about is football.
0: <laughs>
1: Kaylee's trying not to murder me currently.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, there's Bootylicious and Survivor, which are bangers. I I think I was like five when those songs came out, and I was like, hell yeah! Uh, my mom really liked to listen to them. 2002, Beyonce was Foxy Cleopatra in Austin Powers: Gold Member, which is still probably in like one of my top ten favorite movies. Oh, wait, really? <laughs> yeah. I am Foxy Cleopatra, and I'm a whole lot of woman. I'm so embarrassed. Awesome Power School member was, like, one of my favorite movies growing up. And I, like, didn't understand any oh, of like, the dirty references at all. Like, my grandma let me watch it every time I went to her house. I've probably seen it 50 times. I think I can quote it. Like, I'll just, I'll have a podcast to myself where I just, like, say the whole movie. <laughs> Actually, did I produce that podcast for you? <laughs> um, but... And then when I, like, I stopped watching it for a while, like, I watched the DVD, and then I found it when I was, like, maybe 15 or 16, and I put it in, and I was, like, how did I, what was this allowed? Um, okay, so then, Beyonce went solo, and people actually, like, didn't think that she was gonna do well, like, as a solo artist, um... Her lead single was "Crazy in Love," that featured Jay Z, which was cool. Um, was this before they were like, yeah, married? Mm-hmm. Um, she went on a tour with Missy Elliott and Alicia Keys. She performed the national anthem at the Super Bowl in Texas. Um, then she released her second studio album in two thousand six, called "B Day," which was on her twenty fifth birthday. Um, the most like. Uh, the lead single was Deja Vu that also featured Jay-Z, and then the second single was Irreplaceable, which I'm more familiar with that song. Um, and then she was in the movie The Pink Panther that had Steve Martin in it, and then she was in Dreamgirls, which was the film version of the musical, kind of based on The Supremes. That was a good movie that had Jennifer Hudson in it. Um, what? Did you ever see that?
1: No. I'm Who trying else?
0: to think of what episode
1: of Orange is or which character in Orange is the new black, like there was an episode where they like toured like this big high school that they like Chris more prestigious high school that they wanted her to go to, but she was like the only black girl that was like gonna be at that school and then they were doing Dream Girls and it was all white girls and then they tried to do like Effie's saw like big number in oh it and it was God. so bad and so white and I'm oh sorry anyway.
0: Oh, (laughs) okay. So then, in uh, 2008, Beyonce married Jay Z. She revealed their marriage in a video montage. So sweet. Did they get married in like secret? Yeah, they do everything in secret. Yeah. Well, I love everything that Beyonce does. Um, she that album was released um in 2008. That's called "I Am Sasha Fierce," and that was where she introduced her alter ego, alter ego Sasha Fierce, um, because she like has talked about how she kind of has like a hard time performing on stage, and she wants to like separate like her on stage persona and who she actually is. So she's Sasha Fierce on stage. Um, the main singles on that were "Single Ladies," which was like. A
2: huge
0: like major dance craze, um, and also Halo. Uh, um, I
1: like if I were a boy,
0: yes, yeah, so that's a dance like like that too. <laughs> um, this is like during those VMAs, that's when, um, <laughs> that's when Kanye like interrupted. When Taylor oh, Swift like yeah. won in that oh, if I, like, <laughs> back in was the video music awards, and she, yeah, oh. <laughs> throwback to that. I remember. How old was I when that happened? Like thirteen. I yeah. remember being like, "Oh my god, why would you do that to my baby, sweet angel, Taylor Swift?" If that hadn't happened, we wouldn't have such shitty tunes as "Look What You Made Me Do." <laughs> I know, I wonder what would have happened if, like, Kanye hadn't have done that. Maybe she'd still be country. I don't know, Taylor Swift can suck my ass. We like to uplift all women here, at I saw on We like to uplift women who are doing good yes, things. That's true. <laughs> that true. And like not like the Nazis, like that okay. is have like called her like I think their I call, I think I selectively forgot
1: she... that. Let's just Taylor Swift is the worst. I didn't pick Taylor Swift on Friendo though. So I know I was hoping you would do much. that. I hate her music. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> so bad. I really liked nineteen eighty nine, but then I stopped being a white feminist. Nice. Okay. So then um She took a hiatus from music after that tour. So then she released Four, which, ooh, Love on Top, Run the World. Oh, dude, Love on Top is, like, ooh, those key changes. Mmm. <laughs> ooh. I, um, I love Love on Top. I jam to that very, very hard. So that was in 2011. She released the album 4. In 2012, she gave birth to her first child, a daughter named Blue Ivy Carter. Um, I love Blue. So sweet. Mm-hmm. When she showed up to... I forget what award show it was. Maybe the Grammys. But she like uh, was dressed as Prince last year. It was so sweet. Oh. Yes. Okay. So then... um. She did the Mrs. Carter Show World Tour. It's one of the highest grossing tours of the decade. Um, and then she did a surprise release of her fifth studio album, Beyoncé. Um, she talks, it's kind of electro R&B, talks darker themes, um, talks about motherhood and uh, like postpartum depression Um, Drunken Love was on it. Um, Jay-Z and Beyonce did a tour together, and, oh, man, that had 7-Eleven on it. Oh, such a good, such a good, amazing. Um, that was also, like, her, that's written Drunken Love was a big deal. I'm, like, so sorry (laughs) if, like, people aren't really... Like, Beyonce fans. Yeah, if you are Beyonce fans, because I'm like, this is the album that had this song on it. I love this song. I, I can probably just be like, yep, I like all Beyonce songs. I don't have to go this in depth. <laughs> um, My apologies. So then, this is the good stuff. Um, So 2016, she released Lemonade, which was the audio and visual album set. Lemonade changed my life. It <laughs> is one of the most Amazing works of art ever. <laughs> so,
1: for those so who good. can't see, which is uh, everybody, but uh, other than me, Kaylee's like flailing her arms around a good bit.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> lemonade came out at like just the right time in my life that I needed it because I was very angry. Oh my god! And so, just like being able to just like feel so empowered by. Beyonce's new album was amazing, and I can't even imagine, like, how empowering this album must have been for, like, black women specifically. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, oof, oof. Lemonade was streamed 115 million times through Tidal. It was the third highest selling album of 2016. Oof. It's so good. If you haven't listened to Lemonade or watched the odd, like, have you? Do you want to borrow? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna loan you my audio and visual copies. Okay. Amazing. There's a bunch of speculation about like Jay Z cheating on her. I thought that she was like, a thing. Yeah, he did. I don't even understand. But that. they like work to fix it. So sweet. Like, the whole album, like, goes, like, her, like, being suspicious, and then her finding out and being angry, and then her being, like, you're so important to me, like, we need to fix this, and healing. So sweet. And then, June 13th, 2017, Beyonce gave birth to twins through me and Sir Carter. Oh, I'm going to back up. Um, Lemonade got nine Grammy nominations. And it won two, which is some bullshit. But also, it should have been nominated for a CMA Country Music Award for um, Daddy Lessons. I'll just say that, but CMA's a racist. Okay. And when Adele won Album of the Year, she literally was like, Lemonade was way more deserving of this. <laughs> so, Yes. Beyonce had twins, and I still haven't been able to figure out if the twins' names are Rumi and Sir, or if the twins' names are Rumi and Sir Carter. Like, you would think Carter would just be their last name, but it always says Rumi and Sir Carter.
1: Would it be Sir Carter, Sir, Sir Carter Carter?
0: Right? Like, Sir Carter, Knowles Carter? It's gotta be, I don't know. know. It's a mystery. Are
1: all their last names Knowles Carter?
0: uh
1: is like is blue? Is it Blue Ivy Carter or Blue Ivy
0: Knowles Carter? I think it's Blue Ivy Carter, but it's never like people never say it. Sir and Roomie Carter. So I really <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Um, yes, Beyonce's baby announcement gained over six million likes within hours, breaking the world record for most liked image on Insta. Um, when I remember when she released that picture of, uh, like, when she's wearing, like, outfit, and she has, like, flowers draped down her, and she's holding her belly. Everyone's like, ah! Um, Beyonce has endorsed Barack Obama, performed at his inauguration. She, um, attended, uh, fundraisers for Hillary Clinton and endorsed her wearing I'm With Her t-shirts, um she considers herself to be a feminist um and has launched the banbossy campaign i don't want to say she launched it she contributed to it um there's like this one performance where a banner comes on the MTV video awards when a giant backdrop comes down reading feminist she's endorsed same sex marriage and black lives matter um and she spoke out against the withdrawal of protections for transgender students by Donald Trump's administration. Yes. She Critics argue that Beyoncé is part of the hypersexualization of women in pop industry since the 90s, um, currently in sync with the explosion of the porn industry, so some like swerfs don't like Beyoncé's Feminism, but it's like, don't be a
1: swerfer turf.
0: Yep, it's just like, okay, well, like, let her do what she wants. She's a performer. Like, if she wants to be sexual, let her be sexual. You know, if I had those skills, I would be. <laughs> I would be. Yes. Okay. Um, Beyonce has fashion lines, um, has donated a lot of money to like Hurricane Katrina Um, Haiti when the Haiti earthquake happened um, designed a she worked with celebrities to make a video campaign for demand a plan which was following the Sandy Hooks shooting she's an ambassador for World Humanitarian Day um yeah Beyonce's fucking dope It's probably... I've probably talked about her for an hour. My apologies. Beyonce rocks. And her music is amazing. And... Yeah. That's it. That is her. I love Beyonce. If you would like to talk to me more about Beyonce, please let me know. If you would like to... straight on a flake. If you would like to ride in my Buick Century with me as I blast Lemonade... Very loudly and scream it as I drive around. Please let me know. With that being said, it is all you.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so, um, mine this week actually comes from one of those listicles where it's like a listicle, like cool, like cool women who changed history, like cool. 15 women that just oh, like yep, yep, yep. the random okay, stuff I that understand. pops up on like Facebook and stuff. That's what it's called. Um, Jesse. Um, always tags me in these on Facebook. Amazing. Shout out to Jessie. Our number one fan.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: <laughs> um but, so mine is gonna be and you might know her. You might not, I don't know. Um, her name is Catherine McCormick. Yes. If you don't know her by name, you'll know- probably know her by what she's done. Okay. Okay. So- um Catherine uh I think her name was originally Catherine Dexter uh she was born August 27th 1875 in uh, Dexter Michigan in her grandparents mansion um just a uh I'm gonna preface this with she was born with privilege like a lot of privilege okay. but I do think that she a is very open about the fact that she has it and uses it for good
0: okay cool that's so, awesome
1: yeah um she was born at her pa- uh, grandparents' mansion uh, in G- called Gordon Hall, and she grew up in Chicago, where her father was a prominent lawyer. Following the early death of her father um, of a heart attack at age fifty-seven, when she was fourteen, her and her mom moved to Boston in eighteen ninety. Four years later, her her brother Samuel died of meningitis at twenty-five. Um, And she actually graduated from Massachusetts Institute of Technology, a.k.a. MIT, in
0: 1904. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. (laughs) I was like, oh, Massachusetts, interesting, MIT. She graduated from MIT with a Bachelor of Science in
1: Biology in 1904.
0: Bio. She's a
1: fucking badass. She was super, super smart. Um, She planned to attend medical school, but she uh, ended up marrying Stanley Robert McCormick. Um, the youngest son of Cyrus McCormick, and heir to the international harvester fortune. Um, they got married in 1904, and in 1905, they moved in a, into a house in Massachusetts, and they didn't end up having any children. Um, her uh, husband, in 1906, was hospitalized for over a year at McLean Hospital and originally diagnosed with dementia, uh, an early label for what's now known... Or, um, dementia... I think it's Praecox, P-R-A-E-C-O-X, um, which is an early label for what's now known as schizophrenia. Um, in 1908, they, um, Stanley was moved to the McCormick's Ribbon Rock Estate in California, um, where his schizophrenic older sister had lived from 1898 to 1904. So it was something that like, ran in the family. Um, and she was actually moved to Alabama. And he was actually, in 1909, declared legally incompetent. Uh, And his um, guardianship divided between Catherine and her family. Um, Catherine's plea for gender equality was apparent from early on. As an undergraduate at MIT, she bumped heads with the administration um, because MIT required that women wear hats with feathers and she refused.
0: Amazing. (laughs)
1: She argued that it was a fire hazard for feathered hats to be worn in the laboratories, which like... Okay. Yeah, obviously. She's like, why can't I just dress like a man in the lab? Um, But actually, MIT um, changed their policies because of that. Amazing. Um, In 1909, she spoke at the first outdoor rally for women's suffrage in Massachusetts, and she became the vice president and treasurer of the National American Women's Suffrage uh, Association, and she funded the association's publication, uh, the Women's Journal. She organized much of um, the efforts for the ratification of the 19th Amendment, aka when women got to vote... (laughs) Um, just a little amendment. Just that little amendment that only happened mm, 101 years ago. Hmm. Mm. While working with um, Carrie Catt, um, she met other social activists, including Mary Dennett and Margaret Sanger. Um, and when she met Sanger in 1917, later that year, she joined the Committee of 100. A group of women pra- practiced promoting the legalization of birth control. During World War I, Catherine also worked as a chairwoman of the Association's War Service Department, and she was a member of the Women's Committee of Council of National Defense. Um, In 1920, after the 19th Amendment was ratified, McCormick became the vice president of the League of Women Voters. Throughout the 1920s, McCormick worked with Sanger on birth control uh, issues. She smuggled um, diaphragms. From Europe uh, to, to New York City for Sanger's Clinical Research Bureau, and in 1927 hosted a reception of delegates among the 1927 World Population Conference at her home in Geneva. Catherine smuggled it and distributed more than a thousand diaphragms.
2: My uh, girl!
1: <laughs> in that year, she was also uh, turned to the science of en- endocrinology to aid her Ooh. husband, believing that a defective adri- adrenal 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 gland caused his schizophrenia. Um and in inspired by her husband's diagnosis, she was determined to find a cure. Uh she believed um because it was the adrenal gland that it could be treated with hormone treatment. She established the neurodoctrine research foundation from 1927 to 1947 at Harvard Medical School and she subsidized the publication of the journal endocrinology originally called the Stanley R mccormick memorial foundation for neuroendocrine research corporation uh and it was the first u.s institute to launch research between the research of the link between endocrinology and mental illness in addition uh Catherine created a research center for the mentally ill at worst Worcester. <laughs> Worc- Worc-
0: can you say it worster worster Worcester
1: state hospital Catherine's mother um Josephine died on November 16, 1937, at age 91, leaving Catherine an estate of more than $10 million, which I believe was at that time $10 million. So I think. Holy
0: shit. Yeah.
1: And then Stanley died um, January 19, 1947, at age 72, leaving over $35 million to Catherine. She spent five years settling his estate, 85% of which went to pay inheritance taxes. In 1953, McCormick met Gregory Goodwin Pincus through Margaret Sanger, and Pincus has been working on developing a hormonal birth control method since 1951 his own research at his own research lab, the Worcester Foundation for Experimental Biology. The drug company supported that Pincus stopped funding his pioneering research because he'd yet to make a profit, and Catherine actually started to fund his research. The Worcester Foundation... Why does it say that? The, no, the the donations started at 100,000 annually and later 150 to 180,000 annually until her death in 1967 in sum she provided uh, almost an entire 2 million uh which is 23 million today of her own money into the development of the contraceptive pill the FDA approved the sale of the pill in 1957 for menstrual disorders and added contraception to its indications in 1960 And even after the pill was approved, she continued to fund Pincus's lab uh, and research on ways to improving birth control throughout the 1960s. After successful development of the pill, uh, Catherine yielded her attention to the lack of housing for women at MIT. Um, MIT was always co-educational, but it only provided housing to like 50 female students as opposed to a lot of male students. So, a lot of very the very accurate good <laughs> stats, good <for> stats. Kids. <laughs> um, but that meant that, um, it wasn't as accessible for women to attend, and it was already really, really hard as a woman to, to be admitted to MIT. So, um, the people, the women who uh, attended typically had to be local residents, otherwise, they weren't able to live on campus realistically. Um, but Catherine, um, actually had. Uh, she would um, donate the money from the Stanley to Stanley form Stanley McCormick Hall, which would be an all-female dorm that would allow MIT to house 200 female students. Catherine's funding made a tremendous impact uh, to the number of women at MIT. Um, So it increased the number of women go to MIT from 3% to 40 percent my girl (laughs) yes the ramifications of the hall are best stated by william hecht 61 executive vice president um, of alumni when he said the visible presence of women at mit helped open up science and engineering professions to a large part of the population that before had been excluded it demonstrated beyond a shadow of doubt that at, at mit men and women are equal She was also an avid supporter of the arts, particularly the Santa Barbara Museum of Art, where she was one of the museum's founding members, vice president and donor of the Stanley McCormick Gallery in 1942, sharing vice president duties with fellow philanthropist and art collector Wright C. Luddington. McCormick served on the museum's building committee and was responsible for hiring of the renowned Chicago architect David Adler to convert the old post office into the art museum. And she died uh, December 28, 1967, in Boston at age 92. Her will provided five million to the Stanford University School of Medicine to support female physicians, five million to Planned Parenthood Federation of America, which funded the Katherine Dexter M- McCormick Library in Manhattan, and one million to the Worcester Foundation for Experimental Biology. In addition, she made uh, arrangements for $500,000 to be donated to the Chicago Art Institute, as well as the donation of nine important Impressionist paintings for the Santa Barbara Museum of Art, including three major landscapes by Monet. And her residence, now the Ridley Tree Education Center is used by the Museum for Children's and Adult Art Classes. The end.
0: What a gal.
1: Yeah, so like I said, she was born into privilege but she She's fucking in. killed it like
0: that's how you do it we
1: have her to thank for that good good bc and um, i love my
0: bc i love my bc i love my copper
1: iud oh so you have yep
0: nice yep right up in there at the base of my uterus i just i just take the pill. copper ions floating around my body nice Killing
1: all the swimmers. Fuck them. Fuck the swimmers. Killing all the swimmers. I would like to clarify that here about us, when in history, uh, most of the time when we refer to swimmers, we are referring to sperm. Semen.
0: Semen.
1: <laughs> and not our good, good swimmer listeners.
0: Uh, fuck all y'all swimmers, too. <laughs> Oh, um, good great. But yeah, wow, like yeah. that's the little tidbit about mine and Karis' sex lives for you. <laughs> which are non-existent.
1: You can't see me, but I'm raising a peace sign in the air.
0: I if <laughs> my boyfriend listens to this, if our boyfriend listens to this, my I'm boyfriend doesn't like this. <laughs> I don't know if Asher does, but
1: yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's funny. Catherine McCormick is somebody that everybody should know, that she should be a household
0: name. She's cool to learn about, especially as a woman in STEM. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: So, all right. Wow. Do you have any...
0: Look at us, like, like, having two very positive ladies. What a real turnaround for this episode, compared (laughs) to, like, the last three. (laughs) Amazing. Okay.
1: Do you have any last final... Final thoughts?
0: No. 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 I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy that you all are listening to us. I've just had a very long, long week, and I hope that I didn't sound crazy (laughs) on here, because my brain isn't really working.
1: And I... But,
0: since I never got to prepare for the week, because I was slicing up deer for the DNR, I now am very good at aging all deer. I can see a deer. How old is that deer? What deer? That deer. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Right, just right here in the library with us. I can tell by the teeth. I'm officially a scientist. Nice. Fuck yeah. It's great. It's great. I have a lot of exams the next few weeks, and I present my senior seminar, so... Did you do a podcast for that? No. It's in person. It's a 35-minute talk. Oh. If anybody is interested in listening to my senior seminar, I can make it a podcast, but... There will be no visual aids because it's you'll horrible.
1: hear her talking about what she's pointing at, but if you won't. Wants to learn
0: about youth, uh, social behavior in the order Hymenoptera, <laughs> head up, your girl. And I'm officially graduating a year early. That's amazing. Um,
1: which I just re- finally registered for my senior seminar yesterday.
0: Even We're going to graduate together in the same ceremony. I'm so excited. I am so, so excited that College of Liberal Arts and Science College are graduating together. Because all my friends are in CLA.
1: My mom's very excited about my graduation. She, she, like, booked her plane ticket yesterday. She already has her hotel booked. She's so like, I'm so excited or to order grad announcements. <laughs> you make grad
0: announcements for college?
1: You know... I think I'm only gonna only probably because my family is so far away.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And they probably so don't know. Most of your family know, in England? No, none of them are Georgia? anymore.
1: But they're all—I have a all lot in Florida, like most in Florida—and they probably don't have any idea that I'm graduating college. Yeah, no, that's
0: Because cool. they're like, didn't you just start that? <laughs> that the same. But yeah, well. We'll just remind you of um, our sponsor, Andy Hansen and Mindful Practice. Yes. Let me pull up her phone number again for y'all. Yeah, we'll get you that phone number. It definitely starts with 218. You can can book um, a session for eyebrow wax, tinting, or lash extensions with her if you give her a call. Um, Also, don't forget to use the promo code Mindful. Um, on theorganicescape.com. Get that free-to-look skincare sample. Yeah, and get 10% off your service with Andy at the Color mm-hmm. Lounge um, if you mention something dank you learned on this podcast.
1: So talk about Catherine McCormick or Beyonce. Or or we've now got eight, eight other episodes of cool things you could say. Yes, so yes. Uh, but talk and, about my senior seminar. Andy, uh, her phone number is going to be
2: 218-461-7792.
1: 218-461-7792. So give her a text or a call. Check her out on the social medias.
0: Or if you want to call the caller lounge, it's 218-722-1287. Nice. Amazing. We're going to play us out, and I need to run across campus to go to a biology department seminar. Bye. Love you all. Have a good rest of your week.